With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the program. Well, we are prepared to talk about cricket after overnight Australia have opened their account at the ICC Cricket World Cup. By five wickets, 88 balls to spare against a Sri Lanka team that looked dangerous early on. One of our favourites here, Crick Buzz journalist, a regular on the SEN commentary team, Bharat Sundarasan, is in India covering the World Cup, and he's on the line. G'day, Bharat. Ah, Jimmy, it's been a while, uh, but you're right. It's uh, The World Cup is sort of kicking up a uh, uh, pace here, Like especially you thought after that India-Pakistan game, there would be uh, some increased levels of uh, excitement. I haven't seen that yet, but now nah, good for Australia to get on the board, though. Okay, what was different about this Australian performance in your mind? Because I went to bed reasonably early at one for 157 and I had um, the worst possible thoughts. It, it finished well for them, though. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, there wasn't much different, to be honest, in the first 25, 26 overs. They looked as flat as they did in the first two games. Uh, there were a few fumbles. The, uh, the bowling just wasn't flash. Even Pat Cummins shrugged the shoulders after bowling a short ball that was put away for four. You could just see there was frustration. Glenn Maxwell was getting frustrated. Uh, and they needed some inspiration. And, uh, you know, it came from their captain himself, Pat Cummins, uh, what he... Uh, Took two wickets back to back. Two really good catches from David Warner in the deep, uh, yes. especially the one of Kusal Mendes. And that's really what got Australia going. And then the rain came, and, you know, especially against a team like, they just needed that one opening. And then they just, like, uh, you know, ran through them. Yeah. It, it's funny how a mindset can exhibit itself. I reckon you look at that review, first ball, and you say, oh, that's they're, they're clasping mm. at straws a little bit. Then they don't review one that I, with Glenn Maxwell that I think probably would have been given out. It felt like this might be the game just for Australia to shrug all of that off and start with a, a, a more positive mindset, Barat. Did you, did you get a sense of that? Oh, very much so. You're right. I mean, that first ball, I mean, was the ball hitting bat. Uh, that was a death yeah. Just the, the energy, right? Body language is kind of overhyped in terms of how often we talk about it. But just the energy was lacking. Um, and you just, just felt like you needed someone to just lift them up. Um, yeah. and, and like I said, it, it, it was Pat Cummins. And um, uh, look, ideally, Australia would have wanted to bat first uh, in that, on that pitch in Lucknow. Uh, and because we saw, I mean, both against South Africa and even last night, uh, the Sri Lankan bowlers were getting the ball to hoop around under lights. That's what Australia would have aimed for. But obviously, once they lost the toss, that was taken away from them. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you did fear that Sri Lanka were well on their way to make making 300. Uh, and that would have been a huge challenge, as we did find out later on. So, uh, look, it was the kind of win that Australia needed to get out of the way just, just to get themselves on the board. And Sri Lanka was a team, especially a week in Sri Lanka, was a team that I mean, you would have thought was inevitable that they would beat them. Uh, but it's it's good that they've got, also managed to tick a few boxes, some middle-order runs, wickets for Zampa, uh, and just better catching overall. 
Yeah, middle order runs coming. Uh, Manus Lubbershane as well. Mitch Marsh, top of the order with a 50. But Josh Inglis is the interesting one. Probably missed a couple of opportunities behind the stumps, but when you can come in and contribute 58 or 59, it underscores why they made that significant change for at. Oh, yeah, under pressure as well. Uh, and he's been waiting in the wings for so long, hasn't he? And, uh, uh, you know, to replay someone like Alex Carey, like, apart from becoming an integral member, it was one of the leadership figures. Or he was captaining yes. Australia just last year in this format. So um, there would have been a lot of pressure. And the ball was doing all sorts when uh, English walked out to bat. Uh, he got through that early stage. And the one thing with Josh English is he's such a busy player, right? He's always scoring pretty quickly, even though he doesn't often look like he's doing that. Um, and I think he got a good measure of uh, what international cricket is. He's still so young in this, uh, at this level. And it's good for him as well. Because Australia are not going to progress too far without middle order runs. That's just a fact, right? And number five has become such a crucial position, Jimmy, with these new rules where you can only have four fielders outside the boundary for, what, between 21, overs number 21 and 40. You need, like, a multi-dimensional batter, and that's uh, exactly what Josh English provides them. Yeah, powerful when he gets going, isn't he? Uh, one and two, the Australians, they've rocketed up from 10th to 8th on the ladder, which is very exciting for cricket fans in Australia. Pakistan on Friday. I think they could probably drop one more match and still make it dependent Ooh. on run rate. But, it, it, you know, this is such a crucial game against Pakistan. Well, they're all crucial, Barat. Yeah. Oh, they are. They are. And look, I think they just have to win this. Uh, you don't want to lose another one and then you know, risk having to win the last five. Uh, yes, those last five do include games against Netherlands, uh, dangerous Afghanistan and Bangladesh, but uh, th it is a tall order, right? There's such a long tournament. Uh, and I think for both Pakistan and Australia, uh, this could well be the game that decides uh, how far either of them go. Uh, and Pakistan yeah. are coming off a, a pretty chastening experience, uh, having played in Ahmedabad, Jimmy, I'll not uh, lie. And not just because they were defeated by India, but just, you know, to be booed by 110,000 people, nobody cheering for you. Uh, yes. It would have been a pretty nasty experience, to be honest. So uh, I don't know how uh, rattled they would be from there. Uh, and look, for, from an Australian perspective, that's what they need to look at. Uh, you know, kind of uh, hunt them down when they should be at the weakest, you'd think. And then you have Netherlands. And then if you're three and two with four games to go, then you are in a much safer position, uh, yeah. right? Uh, so it is a it's a huge game. It's a huge game in the context of the tournament for both teams. Yeah, um, Barat. One of the things that struck me it struck me again last night. We had Jalisa Apps on earlier, and she watched the entire match, and she said, "Look, the crowd started to come late. Why are there so few people attending these World Cup matches?" Um, uh, look, Jimmy, there are a few factors for that. A, it's not a very pleasant experience to uh, watch a cricket match live in India, right? Even here at the ground, oh. even for us, we you get dropped off like a two k's away from the ground. It's hot. It's oppressive heat. You have to walk that distance. And then there are five security checks. You're not allowed to carry even a bottle of the things that have always existed in India. And plus, uh, look, uh, the internet is so far and wide these days, Jimmy. There's uh, options for you to watch whatever you do. Uh, watch cricket for free on your phones, on your tablets, on whatever you have. And it's not even like a, a, a strata of society kind of thing. Everybody can do that. Uh, so I think those things play a 
games we will see full houses but to be honest for the australia south africa game i thought we got a very decent crowd in lucknow and it's also the camera angles during the day if you watch the cricket uh, because the sun's beating down so hard the middle section of most stands will look empty because everybody's carrying up for cover either on top right. or at the bottom um, yeah so i mean it, they have been largely i wouldn't say disappointing but um, not, not up to the mark uh, but it's honestly uh, you know you have to go watch cricket in india once to know just how much of a challenge it is it's it's not as straightforward as oh people aren't interested anymore people are everybody's talking about cricket everybody's watching it any restaurant any bar anywhere you go to the cricket is on regardless of who's playing yeah right so uh, what you're saying is if you're uh, living in india and you've got a mobile phone you can stream the cricket on your phone mm. for free of charge just the data charges yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. There's so right. many apps that you can use to do that. Like, yeah. So, uh, I mean, India has progressed a lot in that sense from the time I was here, Jimmy. Maybe they were just waiting for me to leave. Uh, but <laughs> it, 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 it has become so much more accessible, uh, uh, just watching cricket on, on, on the telly. Um, and a lot of these games are being played on weekdays, right? So that also plays a right. huge role in it. Um, and then there's also the factor of some grounds are more just more accessible than others. Uh, you'll see bigger crowds in places like Chennai and Bangalore because the grounds are like bang in the middle of the city or Bombay for that matter. Some of these other grounds like Lucknow or uh, Mohali or uh, Mohali, we're not playing World Cup games, but a lot of these other venues so far away from the ground, Hyderabad being another one, that it's, you know, you add that as well, right? Like you're adding three, four hours to your travel time to watch a game of cricket in pretty oppressive conditions where you can't take anything. So you need really, really passionate to really want to overcome all of that and still be at the ground. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask you, International Olympic Committee, they say, yes, we want cricket at the 2028 Los Angeles Ooh. Olympics. How was that greeted by cricket media, by by cricket lovers? Uh, positively, uh, though, I think uh, for a lot of people, it's this, I don't think they've still really understood what it means uh, because we don't know, right? Like, yeah, no. personally, I'm excited. It gives me an excuse to go to the LA on someone else's expense. So there you go. <laughs> yes, but uh, yes. <laughs> but it, it's uh, it, we know it'll be T20 cricket. We don't know how many teams there'll be or why it could change between now and then. So it, uh, right, uh, from uh, an Indian perspective, yeah, it gives you a chance to uh, win another gold medal, I guess. Uh, they're just coming off yeah. uh, winning gold medals at the Asian Games, which propelled India to 100 medals, uh, don't forget, which they've never done before in the Asian Games. So uh, there is some excitement, but I really don't think we'll be able to gauge just how excited people are or how um, intrigued people are with cricket in the Olympics till we get closer to 2028. And oh, don't forget, it's cricket. We all have such short-term memories. There's just so much cricket, so many world events happening all the time uh, that I think closer to 2027 is when we get a feel of, oh, okay, cricket is going to the Olympics. Yeah, I, I think it's a massive uh, positive for the sport that continues to grow around the world. Brat, always fantastic with your time. We do appreciate it. Great insight. Mate, you continue enjoying the Cricket World Cup, uh, and we look forward to speaking to you in the future. Ah, cheers, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Brat Sundarason, you can check him out, Crick Buzz journalist. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at BeastieBoy. 07 at Beastie Boy 07 uh, does a really great job. Um, very, very accomplished cricket commentator and journalist. All right, we're late for the news. Of course, uh, we'll be back shortly.